0: This is the world in brief from The Economist. Our top stories. Two cities in China, Chongqing and Guangzhou, said they would ease COVID-19 restrictions amid the continuing protests against the country's stringent measures. Separately, Jiang Zemin, China's former president, died at the age of 96. Mr. Jiang became leader of the Chinese Communist Party in 1989 after the Tiananmen Square massacre, and presided over a wave of economic change. American stock markets jumped after Jerome Powell, the chairman of the Federal Reserve, said that, quote, the time for moderating the pace of rate increases could come in December. The S&P 500 leapt by 3% at his suggestion that interest rates would rise by half a percentage point following four straight increases of three-quarters of a percentage point. An independent panel appointed by the Speaker of South Africa's Parliament determined that the President, Cyril Ramaphosa, probably violated anti-corruption laws, raising the likelihood that he will be impeached. Mr. Ramaphosa stands accused of covering up the theft of at least $4 million from his cattle farm in 2020. He denies the accusations. America's House of Representatives passed legislation forcing railway workers to accept a new contract over objections from some of their unions, averting the risk of a strike. The Senate is expected to follow suit. Separately, Democrats in the lower chamber elected Hakeem Jeffries as their leader to replace Nancy Pelosi, who has held the post for 19 years. He will captain a Democratic minority starting next year. The European Commission recommended freezing some 7.5 billion euros, or 7.8 billion dollars, of EU funds to Hungary because of concerns about the rule of law. It said that Hungary had failed to address 17 reforms negotiated over the summer before a deadline earlier this month. The move is a blow to Hungary's Prime Minister Viktor Orban amid the country's precarious economic situation. Russia and China carried out joint air patrols over the Sea of Japan and East China Sea, causing South Korea to launch jets to accompany eight warplanes that entered its air defense area. The patrols consisted of strategic warplanes, including the Tupolev Tu-95 bombers known as the Bear, and marked the first time the countries had landed military aircraft in each other's airfields, according to Russia's defense ministry. Football World Cup Argentina advanced to the knockout stage after beating Poland 2-0, but so did Poland after Mexico's 2-1 victory over Saudi Arabia failed to give it the requisite number of goals to advance. England, the Netherlands, and Senegal also booked their spots in the next stage. And fact of the day, $170 billion. The worldwide revenues of the games industry this year, five times the global box office.
1: And now here's a deeper look at the day ahead. A tense trip to China for a top Eurocrat Charles Michel, the president of the European Council, will meet Xi Jinping, China's president in Beijing, on Thursday. After years of pandemic-imposed isolation, China is keen to reset its chilly relationship with Europe. Germany's chancellor, Olaf Scholz, was invited to visit in November and France's president, Emmanuel Macron, is expected early next year. But the timing for Mr. Michel, who chairs summits of EU leaders, is especially tricky. In the past week, demonstrations against draconian COVID restrictions have gripped China. Police are intimidating and detaining protesters. Mr. Michel is under pressure to comment, but must choose his words carefully. China needs little excuse to blame foreign forces for inciting domestic unrest. Ukraine will also be on the agenda. Mr. Michel and other European leaders want Mr. Xi to put pressure on Russia to end its invasion. The chances of success seem slim, though. Chinese officials recently canceled a video address by Mr. Michel to a trade expo in Shanghai when they learned he would be criticizing the war. Spain Sets Its Sights on Startups Spain is not the easiest place to do business. It has good infrastructure and little petty corruption. But its legal traditions, in which it can seem as if everything not expressly permitted is forbidden, and unwieldy bureaucracy, can make starting and growing a company harder than it should be. The government hopes that a new law will change that, at least for startups. The bill, which should pass through the lower House of Parliament on Thursday, aims to lighten the load for founders by offering lower taxes, more favorable tax treatment for stock options, and other benefits for companies that are less than five years old and that generate less than €10 million euro, 10 million dollars in annual revenue. The law should make life easier for digital nomads, who fancy a move to Spain, too. Non-EU traditionals will be able to apply for a simplified visa and pay a lower rate of tax while working remotely from the country, provided that their paying clients are mainly based abroad. A Challenge to India's Opposition in Gujarat On Thursday, voters head to the polls to elect a local government in Gujarat, a state of 70 million people in western India. The result is practically guaranteed. The Bhartyajanta Party, which also rules the country, has won the last six elections in Gujarat. Still, the party is not taking any chances. Narendra Modi, the BJP Prime Minister who rose to national prominence as Gujarat's leader, has attended dozens of rallies in the run-up to the election. But watch the battle for second place. That spot has usually gone to Congress, India's hapless National Opposition Party. But this time it faces competition from the Am Admi Party, a newish populist group. The AAP recently beat the BJP and Congress in elections in Punjab, a northern state. In Gujarat, it is running on a similar campaign, promising free education and electricity. Another strong showing would establish the AAP as a national force, and perhaps the strongest challenger to the BJP, ahead of India's next general election in 2024. The Soaring Global Cost of Living New York and Singapore are the world's most expensive cities, according to the latest worldwide cost-of-living survey from EIU. The Economist's sister company. The survey, which compares the prices of more than 200 products and services in 173 cities, finds that living costs are rising at their fastest clip for at least 20 years. Prices in major cities are up an average of 8.1% in local currency terms over the past year. Russia's war in Ukraine is one cause, leading to higher food and energy prices. Supply chain problems caused by COVID-19 restrictions in China are another. Though six of the top ten cities that have moved the most up the rankings are in America, the two biggest climbers are Russian. Western sanctions have driven up prices such that St. Petersburg has risen 70 places since 2021, while Moscow has shot up 88 slots to 37th place. A Beckman self-portrait goes under the hammer. Last year, 80% of international art sales took place in America, Britain, China, Hong Kong, or Taiwan. Germany, by contrast, does not have a reputation as an art sales hotspot. But one lot on Thursday at Griesbach, one of the leading auction houses in Berlin, will command attention around the world. Among the pieces going under the hammer, is speedness Glebrosa, Self-Portrait Yellow Pink by Max Beckmann, a German expressionist. The painting is expected to go for between 20 million euro to 30 million euro, 21 million dollars to 31 million dollars, which would make it the priciest piece ever sold at auction in Germany. Beckmann painted the self-portrait as a gift to his wife, Matilda, in 1943 after the pair fled Nazi Germany. Beckman had been declared a cultural Bolshevik by the regime. It had been privately owned until now. Painted in unusually bright colors, it offers a glimpse of the artist's strong spirit in the face of war and exile. Daily Quiz Our baristas will serve you a new question each day this week. On Friday, your challenge is to give us all five answers and, as important, tell us the connecting theme. Email your responses and include mention of your home city and country by 1700 GMT on Friday to quizespresso at economist.com. We'll pick randomly from those with the right answers and crown one winner per continent on Saturday. Thursday Which San Francisco Park hosted a Beatles concert in 1966? as well as a Paul McCartney gig, the last event at the site, in 2014. Wednesday. Which condiment comes in honey and whole grain varieties? Finally, here's the quote of the day from Vijaya Lakshmi Pandit. Freedom is not for the timid.